Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. We are in a series. Did you know that? Speak life. Thank you. Look at that. Speak life. And like I've been saying, I believe this is exactly what the Lord said to teach right now. You see, now, if I am your pastor, you say, I got to listen. Right. You catch up if you weren't here. You should have been here unless you had an emergency or you were in Hawaii. But you were online anyhow. They were online watching. But you see, if the Lord said to teach this, he told me teach on words. There's a reason for it. Amen. Amen. There's a reason. And maybe, just maybe, just, just maybe, you're going to face something soon. And these messages were exactly what you needed. And yet, you tuned out. And the mountain appears before you, and you go, help, what do I do? And you call Pastor Vern. And Pastor Vern says, well, weren't you listening the last six weeks? Oh, I, uh, well, I, I taught exactly what to do for six weeks. Were you listening? Well, hello. See? That's why we listen up. That's why we take it in. That's why we let it. And then we meditate on it again. Amen. Right? I sent out my email this week and I said, I said about the message on Sunday. I said, you, you better listen to that if you weren't here and, and you better listen again. Amen. You see, there are many, there were, there, there's, there's so much revelation in that, 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 that from the word, amen, that, that there are people the mentors of my faith, right? That, that, that grew in that and grew in that and grew in that. Come on. And, and, and that's where we miss it a lot of times. We think we heard it and, and we understand it and we got it all and we ain't even scratched the surface yet. We think we're experts. We heard it once. I'm talking about people who studied what we talked about last week for 60 years and still didn't know it all. Hello? Still, still didn't know at all about that subject. Hello? Is there more revelation to get? Amen. There is more understanding to get. And that's why we listen again. And again, and then again, and then we teach it again. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Oh, man, there's many times I've been studying along and I'm like, Whew, I let that slip. Did you hear me? Ooh, ooh, I've let that slip. Hello? I've let that slip out of my grasp. I had that. I had that revelation. I had that understanding. I did that. I, I, I can go stories and tell you what happened. But then I let it slip. And I didn't do it when I needed to do it because I let it slip. You hearing me? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. 
Like I said, what we're talking about is, is whew, it is power, but it's one of the most hated subjects in, in Christianity. Why? Simple. Most Christians do not believe they can do anything powerful. Of course it's God's power. We said that last week, amen? They believe, though, it's all up to him. They just sit and wait for God to do something. And God said, Pastor Vern told you last week to speak to the mountain. Why aren't you speaking to the mountain? Yeah. Amen. You know? Why aren't you speaking to the mountain? See, God is waiting to move in our lives, and often we just aren't doing what he said to do. Come on. And that's why we've got the most negative comments and most dislikes we've ever had about this subject. Because most wait for God to do it. And, and as, as we said, most people, I've, I've run into many, 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 many churchgoers that do not care what Jesus said. Isn't that amazing? I can tell them exactly what Jesus said and they'll excuse it. Like, well, you know, that wasn't for us. That was for them. How come he said whosoever? They can never answer that one. How come they can't, they can't answer it? Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed from me thou casting the sea, shed not doubt in his heart, believe the things which he says will come to pass you, so have whatsoever he says. That's Jesus' words. And yet most churchgoers will not acknowledge that and will not do it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Well, that tells me they're either not born again or they're just lukewarmies. And they really don't care what Jesus said. And if you don't care what Jesus said, then I consider you lukewarm. Amen? Amen. You can't tell me you love Jesus with all your heart and you don't care what he said. It doesn't work. It does not work. I love Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. This is what he said. Oh, I don't like that. Come on now. This, this is a life-changing message, right? Only if we hear it, receive it, and then what, of course, we do? I just said it. <laughs> we got to do it. I, I, I was meditating on this all week, what I taught last week. Were you? I won't ask for a show of hands. Amen. <laughs> you see, if we meditate on it again and again and we think about it all week, guess what? God's going to be revealing it to us. Amen. He will. He will if we're thinking on it, if we're meditating. That, all that means is thinking on it. You're thinking about it again and again and again and again. And you think about the scriptures that we talked about and you think about it again. And all of a sudden God will show something to you and be like, And your eyes will kind of pop out of your head a little bit and be like, I didn't see that before. Yeah. This, this message today is going to be filled with that right there. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Let's go back to James. You got to go back. James 3. Verse 1. You know where we're going. My brethren, 
Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Ooh, come on, teachers teach, right? Teachers use words. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Right? So we talk. Perfect. Now, make sure the perfect word kind of throws us off in English. It means completely developed. Mature. Completely developed as we consider adults, right? When you get to be adulthood. A lot of adults aren't grown up, right? But, you know, you know there are completely mature adults. And there are signs of that, right? There are signs of complete maturity. Like working. That's a good sign. Girls, never marry a guy who is not working. You have seen an immature person. If the guy is like, well, you know, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, get away, get away fast. Because they are not mature. They are highly undeveloped instead of fully developed. Right? A fully developed adult says... I'm going to do something great Amen. and I'm going to work hard and, and yeah, you don't have to be a billionaire, but whatever you do, you're going to be directed by him and you're going to do it with all your might and strength. Yeah, amen. Amen. And as you're doing it, you'll make a good income because if you do good, you will be paid. Amen. Yeah, amen. And then what do you do there at your work? You give him glory. Amen. You shine for him. You'll be a light for him wherever you are and whatever he has directed you to, you're going to be a light there. See, fully developed, mature adults do that. And they they, they know that's part of life. If you, if you, uh, what's the word? If you, if you don't want that part of life, then you don't want to be developed. Right? Come on now. You don't want to be fully developed. You don't want to be mature adult. Well, there's a great maturity to gain in Christ. And a big, huge part of that is our words, right? A mature, a mature, a completely developed believer controls every word that comes out of here. Come on. And they have a watch over these lips because they know the scriptures. Come on. First John two, six, we looked at last week. He who says he abides in him, in Christ, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Did Jesus control his words? Oh, wow, did he? And he spoke with faith from his heart. That's how he cursed the fig tree. Hello? That's how he cursed the fig tree. He did the, whatever he did, we're supposed to do. Amen. <laughs> so our lips, as we said, our lips belong to him. Our lips are to give him glory. Amen. However, however that is, it might be speaking to a mountain. Well, if that mountain moves, come on. As I told the story, I prayed for Karin's headache to go. In Jesus' name, headache, go. And it was gone. God gets the glory. In Jesus' name. The headache left. Uh, if the Buddhist hears about that, he says, ooh, they use Jesus' name. 
We don't use that. Maybe there's some power in that. Maybe they think a little about it, right? Hello? However, however it happens, God can get glory out of it. Amen? If we move some mountains, God can get glory. Amen? Many people have come to Jesus because of seeing some miracle. In fact, I think it was John G. Lake, he said, healings are the dinner bell of heaven. People are in a meeting, people are getting healed, they're like, God's real. My friend was deaf for 52 years and now he can hear. Hello? Hallelujah. And that came because someone spoke with their mouth. Hallelujah. Glory. Our lips belong to him. Amen. Amen. If we aren't walking as Jesus, then we're not doing it right. Amen. Amen. Ought to walk as he walked. He spoke to, he spoke to fig trees. Are you speaking to any trees? You're speaking to things. Hello? What, What else? He spoke to fevers, right? What do most people do? Oh boy. He's got 104 temp. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? God help, God help, God help. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? God help, 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 help. Rush him to the doctor, which is good. Nothing wrong going to the doctor. Getting some help, amen? amen. Get some help. Well, I, my mentor in the faith, he said, once I remember he said, he told the story. He was praying for somebody, uh, one of his, uh, I think it was like a niece or something. But he said, it was a serious issue, right? Serious, like serious. And, and he said, we're going to pray right now. I'm going to command that to leave. If it doesn't leave, we're going to the doctor. Because it's serious, right? And he commanded that, that, that disease lift, leave and it left. Amen. They didn't go to the doctor. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And God gets the glory. Yeah, that's right. And he's still getting the glory right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So uh, Jesus spoke to ears, right? We read it. Jesus spoke to fevers. Jesus spoke to storms and they ceased. Wow. Come on. Does it say we're supposed to walk as he walked? Do Christians have that kind of power? Yes, Yes, they do. We do. Jesus never used an idle word, ever. Every word Jesus spoke was to accomplish something for God's glory. That's astounding. We have conversations for hours and talk about nothing but dogs, cats, and weather and games and whatever. And Jesus, when he said something, watch out. Because it meant something. That's why you, you, might, you might be watching that show Chosen. I highly suggest you don't. Because <laughs> they put words in Jesus' mouth. All the time. You see, Jesus would, I, I watched the first season and, and I was liking it. And I said, wait a second. You putting words in Jesus' mouth? I can't take it. They're lying about Jesus. He said things as I look back, I was like, wait a second. Jesus would never say that yeah. ever. Yeah. He would never say it. Yeah. What, they, what they had him say. I said, no, I can't watch it anymore. It's done. It's done. Because Jesus was so selective in his words, he never spoke unless he knew he was supposed to speak. Yeah. Yeah. 
He'd go, hey, buddy, how you doing? How's it going today? Are you, how you doing? Boy, live, why? No, that was not Jesus at all. Yeah. And that's how they portray him. Yeah. That's not Jesus. Jesus spoke and it happened. Yeah. Jesus spoke for a reason. He went to somebody, it's time to speak. He said it for a reason. Hello. We should only speak words of life. Amen. Come on. We should never say my arthritis. You hear that? Well, my arthritis is really acting up. Don't ever say my. Don't ever claim it. My aching back. No, never. Hello? Amen. You say my arthritis. No, you don't say my. Arthritis is healed. Amen. Arthritis, go Amen. from my body. Pain, leave my body. Sickness, go from my body. Pain, go from my body. Hello? Yeah. Every part of my body is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you're talking life. Yeah. Now you're lining up with God. Yeah. Most Christians will never do it. Never. If you want to do what Jesus said, you do it. Come on. We never claim defeat with our mouth. Never. Hello? Amen. We only talk victory. We only talk increase, not decrease. Yes. We control every word out of our lips. Yes. Come on. You know, <laughs> we should go, should go months without speaking anything wrong at all. Amen? Amen? When we speak something wrong, we immediately go, oh, forgive me, Father. I did not want to let that out of my lips. Yeah. Amen? Like when you say, when you say, oh, my aching back. You say, oh, Lord, forgive me for that. I'm not claiming aching back. My back is healed in Jesus' name. My back is pain-free in Jesus' name. I am the healed of the Lord as the Bible said. By his stripes, I was healed. That's Bible. That's truth. We claim the truth. We agree with the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we, we repent of anything wrong immediately. And getting a hold of our mouth, we're going to see this today big time. Getting a hold of this is the key to victory. We're going to see a lot today. But we're, we're going to Proverbs 18, 20 again. Because we got to set, set this foundation here again. Uh, cut the trees down a little bit more. You know, as we go through these again, right? They're getting into you more. They're getting into me more. Amen? Amen. Proverbs eighteen twenty: A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips. He shall be filled. Wow. Right? If your life isn't producing good things, check up right here. Yeah. Produce of your lips. A lot of people just want to rely on hard work. I just work harder. I just work harder. I just work harder. I'll produce more. And they get three jobs. And they're, oh, oh, I just work harder. And it's not working. Because <laughs> they won't line this up with truth. Hello? Someone with three jobs. Man, I'm always running short. I never have enough. You said it. Yeah. Amen. You said it. 
I said you said it. <laughs> Hello? Hard work is excellent. Amen to that. I work very hard for the Lord. But I'll tell you what, that is not the only answer. You, you got to get the right words in the mouth. Every need is met in Jesus' name. Every need is supplied in Jesus' name. My God pours out a blessing upon me. I don't have room enough to receive. He rebukes the devourer for my sake. I'm a tither. I claim tither rights. The, 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 the devourer is rebuked. Every need is supplied. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Come on up. He restores my soul. How often do you quote the scriptures? Should be every day amen. from your heart. Not just, to, not just to throw words in the air, amen? Because you believe them. They got to be in here first, amen? We've talked a lot about that already. If you weren't here, you got to get, you got to get caught up. But we talk the answer, not the problem. Amen. And then we'll, we'll, we'll be filled, produce what comes out of our lips, right? A lot of people just think words are for communication, so you understand me right now. We're speaking words. They're much more than that. Amen. Words are not just communication. That's what the world uses them for. Yeah. We don't understand the power in words. Yeah. Come on up. They're much more powerful than most people believe. Words. Because yeah, words with faith from the heart can change any situation. Words with faith from the heart can heal any disease. Amen. That's Bible. That's truth. Words with faith from the heart can move a mountain. You show me a Christian who doesn't believe you can actually move a mountain, I'll find you a lukewarmy. Hello? Now, like I said last week, we're probably never going to have to move Mount Hood. But what if you did? I believe Jesus was talking mainly about problems. Yeah. It might be a tumor. As my, my mentor, one of my mentors, right, spoke to the tumor and it died. It might, be, it might be any type of disease. It might be a financial issue. It might be something standing in the way of victory for you. And then what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to speak. With faith from the heart. Right? If you're having financial problems, you start with just what we just did. Yeah, amen. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He supplies every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. Psalm 23.1. Come on. You know the verses. You know them in your heart. You have them in your mouth. Amen. Are you listening? Eating ham. <laughs> Come on. Words are much more than just communication. Come on. Look at verse 21. If you don't believe me yet, here we go again. Right? 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Come on. Jesus believed that. I guarantee you. And he still believes it today. He is the word. Come on now. Words will bring death or life. 
you want to speak death, that's what you're going to get. You talk about the problem, the problem, the problem. Well, you're just speaking it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hello? People speak death-filled words all the time, including Christians. And it's sick. And it's easy to do, right? Oh, it's much easier to go and say, boy, man, the weather today. Man, I came out of my house and I thought it was nice out, but it was raining on me. I did, actually, it was raining. I was like, oh, it's raining, I didn't know. <laughs> I literally didn't know it was raining. And I was like, oh, it's raining. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. But I, th I thought we were supposed to have a sunny day today. Why is it so ugly out here? Come on now, isn't that easier? It's a lot easier to do that than to go, Who glory to God. Woo, thank you, Father, for this beautiful day you've given me to live. Thank you, Father, for another day to live for you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love the rain. Oh, it feels so good on my skin. Thank you, Lord, for that rain. Woo, woo, thank you, Lord. Come on, that's, much, that's, that's hard to do. Why? We live in a negative world. Negative, evil world. I tell you, and we were talking about it. People, people love to speak negative evil. Oh, man, they enjoy it. You can see it on their face. You been there? Hello? They're talking negative, evil stuff. Negative, 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 negative. As I was talking about the woman in the post office. She started speaking negative as soon as she walked in the door. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I got to get out of here. Negative this, negative about the mail, negative about the weather, negative about this, negative about that. And she enjoyed it. You could see it on her face. She enjoyed speaking like that. Ooh, that's death. And that's destruction. Come on. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. People easily speak negative, but ooh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta set your mind to speak life. And a faith person speaks life. Come on. We use our words on purpose. Hello? We use our words on purpose. Come on, to bring life, not only to ourselves, but to others. Come on. You can bring life to some with your words. Amen. That's right. Amen. See, what we need to do is agree with God when we speak. We agree with God. Amen. God satisfies me with long life. Is that Bible? Yes. Yes, it is. By the stripes of Jesus, I am Healed. Is that Bible? Yes. yes, it is. My God supplies every need in my life. Is that Bible? Yes. Yes, it is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Is that Bible? Yes. Yes. He forgives all my iniquities and heals all of my diseases. Is that Bible? Yes. The, the, the angels of the Lord encamp round about me. They bear me up in their hands as I dash my foot against the stone. Is that Bible? Yes. Yes. And we agree with him. Every time, every time, every time we agree with him. And that's a good place to begin, right? That's a good place to put life right here. Again, most people will never do it. But you can be one who does. When the destruction looks like it's about to happen, you say what God said. My God shall supply all my need. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. He, he himself, Matthew 8, 17, he himself bore my sicknesses and carried my infirmities. Amen. He himself, Jesus himself. 
It was fulfilled right before that. He says he, it was fulfilled by Isaiah. It was because he healed all the sick. It was said, and it was fulfilled by Isaiah the prophet that he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains, our firmities and sicknesses. It was fulfilled. That hit me one day. I was studying and, and that word fulfilled hit me. Fulfilled. See, meditating on the word. Fulfilled. Woo, wait a second. Fulfilled. That it would be fulfilled what Isaiah spoke. Fulfilled, meaning it's done. Did you catch it? Fulfilled. It was done. Come on now. That he, he did. He did it. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. It was fulfilled. It was finished. And this is even before the cross. Because everything Jesus did, come on, he was already walking in the victory that he had, was going to finish. And that's something? Jesus walked in the victory before it was even finished. Amen. Oh, glory. It's all finished now, Amen. and we can walk in it. Yes, we can. That's right. That was, that was, that was revelation. I hope you got that. Yeah. It, is it is finished now. Jesus said, it is finished. What was finished? The old covenant and the new had begun. And the new is better than the old. We have a better covenant based on better promises. Come on. God healed them under the old covenant. God prospered them under the old covenant. Why do we think the new is worse? When the Bible says it's better. Amen. That's what God said. That's what the Bible says. I'll just stick with that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh my, we haven't fun already, are we? Well, we've been for a long time. Hallelujah. Oh man, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. See, this is another religious thing. Another religious thing, right? See, God prospered them under the old. I tell you, if, if you're prospered in the new, a lot of Christians look at you like you're evil. You're not trying to, trying to be prosperous to be a show off. You're trying to do the Lord's will. Amen. I remember I got on a plane with my pastor who was dressed very nice, you know, on the plane. He's not wealthy by any means, but he's well supplied. Yeah, amen. He has no need. And I remember a Christian sitting there in the seats going, because we were talking about the word. He's like, oh, you guys, you guys, you guys believe God wants to prosper you. See, no, God wants to bring you down and take you low and make you, you're a worm in the dust. He's a Christian. And of course, my pastor knows the word. Oh, man, does he know the word. And he started quoting the word. Well, the guy had nothing to say then. Lord God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Psalm 84:11. Word. It's a song. I used to sing a lot. I used to Hosanna music. Who knows good old Hosanna music? Yeah, the old Hosanna stuff. Come on. Full of the word. Hosanna music was full of the word. Our music today. 
Not as much word, right? But see, if you know the word, you stick with the word and you say, well, God doesn't hold anything for me. Every need is met in my life. Come on, because I'm walking according to the word. And God is not trying to punish me and make me low. He, he, I'm his child. And I'm a joint heir with Jesus. So yeah, every need in my life is supplied. Thank you. Because I serve a mighty God. I serve a God who owns everything. But religious people, come on, that happened. Remember, remember when the woman poured out the perfume on Jesus, a, worth a year's wages, and all the religious people said, you wasted that perfume on Jesus when it could have been sold and given to the poor. What did Jesus say? What this woman has done will be talked about forever. What a waste. No, not at all. She is going to be talked about for all eternity because of her amazing offering to Jesus. Glory. Wow. We going on, we going, we going. Don't be religious, be Bible. Be a real Christian, amen? amen? Believe what God said, stick with that every time. No matter what Christian comes along and tells you something different than the word, you say, I'll just stick with the word. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, read a, you read a Christian book and it's full of bleh. You want to just puke reading it. You're like, well, that's not right. That's not right either. Ooh, that's not right. Okay, time for the trash can on that one. Bleh. But... It was in the Christian bookstore and it said Christian on it. <laughs> Come on now. No, you better line up with the word. Yeah. And until you know the word, don't even buy a Christian book. That's right. <laughs> you got to know the word. Because the word, oh man, when you know the word, you can hear all kinds of preaching, all kinds of teaching and go immediately. That's not the word. Come on up. And, and, and I'm listening to some preaching. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> ah, time to turn that one off right there. Hello? See, just because it says Christian doesn't mean it's right. That's why you got to know the word first. Jesus knew the word. He quoted the word to the devil, not, not the book that he read yesterday. He quoted the word. I'll tell you what the word says, devil. And notice the devil even quoted scripture. Christian books. Mm, let's not go there. <laughs> you can twist scripture, amen? Yeah. And many Christian books twist it and twist it and then twist it some more. And you're like, oh, please stop twisting the scripture. Yeah. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm going to stick with the word. Amen. The word comes first. I read, I'm reading a Christian book right now. And I already had to spit out some sticks. In Bible school, they used to say, eat the hay and leave the sticks. Hello? The hay is the good stuff. Right? And, and the horse, did the, horse you have to, the horses spit out sticks? Maybe cows? Eat the hay, leave the sticks. You're like chewing along. 
You've done that? You've done that with your food. I know, I know y'all done it. I just did it the other day. I'm chewing on something and there's something hard in there. It was like, a, I don't know, it was like a frozen dinner or something. I'm like, ah. Right? Throw. <laughs> did I hear a cockroach over there? <laughs> oh, what did you think of that for? You got to spit out the stick. If you know the word, then you can spit out the stick. If you don't know the word, then you eat the stick and you get poisoned. That was good. That was worth the coming day. <laughs> if you know the word, you spit out the stick. If you don't know the word, you eat the stick and you get poisoned. And possibly die because it choked you to death. Wow. I never said it like that before. That was good. We have a time. Let's go to Numbers 22. And we're going we're gonna to see something today. Woo! Woo! Wow, I'm excited. Numbers 22, verse 1. Then the children of Israel moved and camped in the plains of Moab on the side of the Jordan across from Jericho. You know those places are still there? The Bible is accurate historically as well as every other way. Unlike some books. <clears throat> Don't get me started. Verse 2. Now Balak, the son of Zippor, don't you like these names? Yeah. Saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was sick and <laughs> with dread because of the children of Israel. So Moab said to the elders of Midian, Now this company will lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. In other words, they're going to defeat them bad. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. Then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor at Pithor, <laughs> which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, saying, Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth. They say, Well, the Israelites only had a few people. No, they had millions of people. They cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once. Curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. He's talking to Balaam. He sent his messengers. Come on. To Balaam. Balaam. We're going to learn about Balaam today. See, cursing, a lot of times people get cursed, they, they ain't cussing. It's not, it's not cussing. Cussing's not good. <laughs> but we tend to think cursing is cussing. No, curse is a real thing. The Bible is filled with cursings and blessings. It's real. God said, if you do this, you'll be blessed. If you do this, you'll be cursed. Okay? There is real blessing. There is real cursing. It's a real spiritual thing. Real. It's real. It's not a fantasy. It's not a, it's, this is not fiction. This is real stuff. This is real, right? And the cursing stops and blocks and defeats, destroys. The blessing strengthens, empowers, and builds up. God wants to bless us. And God wants his people blessed. We're going to see this right now. So King Balak, Balak wanted to get Israel cursed. Why? Because he's afraid of them. 
There's many of them, and he's afraid of them. They, they beat the Amorites, obviously. He said, oh, man, they're going to lick us up. <laughs> Come on. And where do they go? They go to Balaam to get him to curse Israel. Get this. They went to get someone who had powerful words. They went to find a real spiritual person. Obviously they weren't. To send a curse on Israel with his mouth. We're going somewhere. Balaam was known for this. Speaking words of power. Words of cursing or words of blessing, and it happened. Yeah. Does that sound like powerful words of Jesus? Mm -hmm. It happened. And notice here that a heathen king comes to Balaam. Come on. Uh, Balaam knows God. We're going to find out here in a second. Balaam knows God. A heathen king who does not know God, comes to someone who knows God and says, I need your mouth. I need your words. Hello? Yeah, amen. And Balaam is famous in the world of that day for what? Speaking words. You getting this? Yeah. Come on, go on to verse 7. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee. Right? They're going to bribe them. <laughs> They're going to bribe them. The diviner's fee in their hand, and they came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. Right? Which is what he wanted them to curse Israel. And he said to them, Balaam said to them, Lodge here tonight, I will bring back word to you as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. Notice here, first of all, Balaam did not just start a talking. And you know he saw the money sitting on the table. How much money? We don't know, but probably a lot. A lot. Like, hey, we've come to uh, get you to curse Israel. Bring the treasure chest in, bring the gold in, bring the silver in. What does Balaam say? Camp here, I'll tell you what the Lord has to say about this. Good priorities. Come on now. He didn't just start opening his mouth, did he? He said, I need to find out what the Lord says. Hello? Why? He understood the power of his words. And that's why he had, I see, that's why he had powerful words. Because he understood the power in his words. Amen. What you're learning in this series is the power right here. If you neglect the power that is right here, you're going to miss out big time. The reason 
Balaam had so much power in his words because he understood the power in his words and that's why he could bless and curse with his words. And we see that in Jesus again as our example. He cursed the fig tree with his words. And when he said it, it happened. Same with Balaam. And an amazing thing here is that Balaam had controlled his words out of his mouth so much that people would come from around the world to get his words out of his mouth. Wow. Just thought of something. Dad's online, maybe. My dad told a story years ago. I got to ask him this story again. There was a woman in his town of Wishick, North Dakota. Maybe you can verify for me. This is what I remember from it. A woman in the town of Wishick. Now, everybody was basically Lutheran in that town. You know what I'm talking about? Usually, a lot of those North Dakota towns, they're Lutheran. <laughs> in other towns, they're all Catholic or something, you know. They're... Well, there's a woman in the town who they know actually knows God. I said, there's a woman in the town that they know, the Lutherans know, actually know God. And when they had a problem, a serious sickness came into their family, they went to the woman who actually knew God. Because she had words of power. Ooh, that wasn't planning to come out, but that was good. Amen. She had words of power. And so she got people healed of diseases that they had no cure for. Yeah. Right now, a lot of times people say, well, they got a, they got a pill for that. <laughs> they got a pill for everything, but everything doesn't work, right? Everything, a lot of it's a mask. Yeah. Mask the symptom away. We want to be healed. Yeah. Come on now. We want to be healed, yeah, not just masked. Come on, you take the ibuprofen, and wow, you're like, woo, I feel a lot better. And then four hours later, you're like, woo, I don't feel so good. <laughs> no, we want to be healed. Amen. So there are people that actually know God and actually speak with power. Yeah. And they knew someone who could do it. Balaam was one of them right here. Oh my, this is, this is good. I'm going to listen to this again already. In our current culture, come on, woo, we have chatterboxes and talkers. Have you noticed? And they'll speak all kinds of things out of their mouth. They'll talk and they'll talk and they'll talk and talk and talk and talk and they don't understand the power in their mouth. And they speak all kinds of junk out of their mouth. They speak all kinds of lies out of their mouth. Hello? Remember, we read it last week. The Bible says, do not speak evil or deceit out of your mouth if you want to see long life. You can't increase your lifespan. Yes, you can. It's all over the Bible. Honor your father and a mother, it says you'll have long days. That alone, right there. And it says, keep your lips from speaking evil and your mouth from deceit and you'll have a long life. You know, you, you find this interesting. 
I've had, I, I can't say, I can't say hundreds, but I will say dozens. I'm sure we're, I'm sure we're around a hundred on all of these of people that have said, I'll see you on Sunday at church and never showed up. For sure, dozens, for sure. I've had dozens say, I'll see you Sunday night at church. Not show up. Come on now. You see what I'm saying? I, oh, oh this, is, this is a big one. This is a, I mean, this, this may be in the hundreds right here. I've had new people show up, sit and talk for them for even an hour back there. And they said, we'll see you next week. It was a great. Never see them again. Many, 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 many. We kind of laugh about it. Some new person shows up. Well, we'll see you next week. We go. <laughs> and then if you see them, you're like, oh, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> well, you see, what they're doing by doing that is speaking deceit and their words are lessening in power. Not just to me, right? Now, now I, if I run into the gym, I think they're a deceiver. But they're actually, there's actually a spiritual thing happening. And as they do this over and over and again, their heart doesn't even believe their own words. Ooh, that was good. I just came out. <laughs> their heart doesn't even believe what they're saying. Because they've deceived and deceived and deceived. So how does faith work? You believe in your heart and speak with your mouth and now they can't operate in faith because they're, they've spoken so much deception, their words have no power. And then they speak to the mountain and they say, why didn't it work? Because they have been the deceiver here and the deceiver there and they spoke evil there and the deceived here and the deceived there and their own heart doesn't even believe. Wow. I tell you, we, we, are on some, we are on some stuff here. Wow. Yeah. No, spiritual people, real developed, right? We talk about fully developed, real developed spiritual people. Come on, wait until they have the words, the perfect words. That's the title today, perfect words. They wait until they have perfect words to speak out of their mouth. And this is not taught enough. This is not even thought about in most circles. And we're going to, we're going to, oh, well, we're going to continue. <laughs> we're going to continue in numbers. Then we're going to look at Jesus. You want to look at Jesus? Of course. Let's continue this story with Balaam. Verse nine in Numbers 22. Then God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? Like he didn't know, right? But he, <laughs> he wanted Balaam to tell him. So Balaam said to God, notice he's talking to God. Amen. He knows God. Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me sent to me, excuse me, saying, look, a people has come out of Egypt and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. Right? If they're cursed, he, he figures he can take them. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people for they are blessed. Woo, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Israel is blessed. 
Amen. Verse 13, so Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, go back to your land. Get out of here. For, your, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. You know, he's not going to curse Israel. And he only said what he's supposed to say. You get that? He let the perfect words out. He didn't add words. Did he try and explain himself further? Let me just explain this a little bit more. He said, go. I don't have permission to go with you. And I bet he walked away. What do we do most time? Well, I got to, 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 I got to say a little bit more. I got to say, he's like, I'm not going. Lord said, no, bye-bye. You have people that got in your life? I like that. My mentor in the faith was the biggest, biggest man in my faith. He was known for that. He'd walk in a room at the Bible school, sit down. Someone's eating lunch. Eat his lunch. Never say a word. Get up. Thank you for having lunch with me. He knew the power right here. If the Lord had said, say something, he would have. Hello? You getting this? Wow. Balaam could only, would only, would only bless Israel. Because that's what the Lord said, right? And as this story continues, right, we, we're not going to go through the whole thing. It gets a little crazy. <laughs> but he kept blessing Israel. He went and blessed them. And, and, the, and the king said, stop blessing them. And he said, let's go over here. Let's, let's look over here. Look at them from this angle. Maybe you, maybe you curse them over here. And he got over here and he blessed them again. He said, what are you doing? I told you to curse them. I can only say what the Lord said. And he blesses them and then bless them and then bless them again. And King Balak is mad. Isn't this good? Glory. And as this continues, they wouldn't leave him alone. Balaam. So what they do? They brought him some more money. Bring in some more cash. Bring in some more gold. Because we got to get Israel cursed. Come on, bring it in. Bring in the truckloads. Surely, if we offer him enough, he will curse Israel with his words. Guess what? Guess what? We don't, we don't have the whole entire story there in Numbers, but we find out in Revelation that, that Balaam found out a way to get them cursed without cursing them. He told Balak how to bring in idolatry and prostitutes into the land because he knew that if they did that, they would be cursed. Why would he do such a thing? Uh, he was looking at stacks of gold and money and he finally figured out a way to get it. You know? Remember, 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 the love of money is the root of all evil. 
He knew God. But money still took him down. Hello. We can learn a lot, can't we? One thing we can learn also is if we use our words properly, come on, they're going to be powerful words. We use our words on purpose. If we use our words on purpose, come on, they're going to be power-packed, just as Balaam's words. If we just throw out our words all over the place, mm -mm. not power-packed words. Come on now. We find the perfect words. Just as Jesus did. Come on. Now we go to the master. Balaam was faulted. But guess who was never faulted? Jesus. We're going to go to John 8. You talk about someone who always had the perfect words. You can't go wrong talking about Jesus. John 8 verse 2. You know the story. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Where's the man, right? Where's the man? That's what I say. Where's the man? <laughs> and when they had set her in the midst, oh, just her, huh? <laughs> they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Well, if they got in the act, they could have brought the man. It's probably their buddy. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. If you don't know, that means stoned to death. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, Come on, he's on the ground. He's right in the ground. They're still bugging him. Jesus, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to kill her. Should we stone her? Come on, Jesus, answer us. Answer us, Jesus. You got to answer us. You got to answer us. He raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down <laughs> and wrote on the ground. Come on, it reminds me of Balaam right there, right? The I'm not going. The Lord said, no. He gets up. Let him without sin among you throw the first stone. Now, we were talking about that. Maybe he was writing the Ten Commandments. There's a theological discussion of what was he writing in the crowd. <laughs> Come on. But look at that. He stooped down and wrote. He didn't just start talking. Just like Balaam, right? We said he didn't just start talking. In fact, he even looked like, he even, he, 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 did you hear us, Jesus? Did you hear, did you hear, did you hear us, Jesus? What are you, what are you doing? Why, what are you, why is he right on the ground? <laughs> turn, to his, turn to their buddies. Uh, what's he, why is, what, what's going on? We asked him a question. Why isn't he answering us? Why isn't he answering us? You get that? Come on. Why isn't he answering us? Why isn't he answering us? He was getting the perfect words from heaven, Amen. from God himself. Ooh, did you hear me? Yeah. He was getting perfect words from his father before he spoke out of his mouth. Come on, what, what an amazing thing that he did, right? These words were absolutely astounding. No one could have thought these words up, come on. 
This was direct out of heaven. This was direct revelation from God. The perfect words. It, 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 it was over. It was all over. It was all over. Because he spoke the perfect words. Saints, we can do this too. This is where so many miss it. But that was Jesus. You can't. Yes, you can. Do you know your father? Is he alive? Is he still speaking? Yes. <laughs> we can do it too. We can find the perfect words. Every believer, come on, every believer is not only can, but is supposed to hear from God. Amen? Words. We hear words. Come on. Words of truth. Did he speak truth? Oh, he did. Did he speak power? Oh, he did. Did he speak life? Oh, he did. They were perfect. You still there? Yes. Okay, just check it. John 12. Jesus speaking. John 12, 49, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command that I should say what I should say, hello, and what I should speak. Did you hear it? And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Why? Because he wanted to produce life. Not death. Death and life in the power of the tongue. Jesus definitely knew that, right? So Jesus did not speak whatever he wanted. He spoke what the Father said to speak. He only spoke the perfect words. Amen. Come on. Uh, uh, remember, we read it. First John 2, 6. We're supposed to walk as he walked. So we aim. Come on. I, I, know, I know we ain't perfect at this. Like me. But can we get better? Oh, we can get a lot better. We can aim to speak the perfect words from God himself. Amen? We can aim to do it. Hallelujah. Not just speak any words we think of. That's what chatterboxes do. That's what talkers do. Don't be a chatterbox and talker. Be someone who hears from the Lord. Come on. Chatterboxes and talkers are very dangerous. Come on. It's very dangerous to keep speaking death and destruction out of your mouth. Come on now. And when you're always speaking, what's the Bible? We read the verse. We read the verse a couple weeks ago. Where there is much talking, there is much sin. The multitude of words, there is sin is not lacking. I think that might be King James. I'm not sure. Sin is not lacking in the multitude of words. You can look up, look up the scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, words, uh, we just think of can lead us right into death. Come on now. People think it's no big deal. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm saying right now. It just doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. You better check up what's coming out of there. And anytime you notice something coming out of there that shouldn't be coming out of there, forgive me, Father. I did not want to say that out of his mouth. I repent of that. Amen? Amen? Come on. 
disciples of Jesus. Come on, are you, do I have any disciples here today? Okay, I got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, I got twelve disciples here. Hey, twelve disciples! <laughs> that was funny. I got twelve disciples. Disciples of Jesus want to do this. Come on. They want to walk as Jesus walked, which is the first John 2, 6, right? They want to walk as Jesus walked. Disciples of Jesus actually want to do the word. Churchgoers? No, they don't want to do the word. They have no interest in it. They have no interest in any of this. They, would, they, they consider this junk. <laughs> this is all junk. They don't have any interest in it at all. I guarantee if we had comments on, on our live right now, we'd have all kinds of... Ugh. We have to turn comments off, at least on YouTube. Sad, isn't it? It's sad. We're quoting Jesus all over the place. Come on now. Oh boy, John 15, 7. Here we go. We're almost there. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, was that you, you in him, you in Christ, you saved. And my words abide in you. Did we talk about knowing the word? You will ask. What you desire, and it shall be done for you. Amen. Those are the words of Jesus. Those are words that should shock us. If we believe him. What did he say? <laughs> right? If we actually believe Jesus, right? I know, I know most churchgoers don't. But if we actually believe Jesus... We look at this and we go, wait a second, Jesus, what did you say? If I'm in you, my, your words are in me, I ask whatever I desire and it's done. Tilt, tilt, right? To the mind, that's tilt. But to the faith person, it's, ah, whoa. <laughs> Come on now. Notice his words are in us. We, we got to get God's word in us if we want power-packed words. Yes. Did you catch that? Yes. See, when God's word is in us, we speak correctly. Yep. You will ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. You won't ask amiss, as James says, when the word is in you. You will ask correctly, and then you will get whatever you desire. It'll be according to the word of God because the word of God is in you and you're in him and he's in you and the word is in you. Hello? Yeah. Amen. So you get this. Powerful asking is a result of having God's word coming out of our mouth and I'll add from our heart. Powerful asking is a result of having God's word coming out of our mouth and from our heart. Amen. That's what abide means. My words abide in you. They live in you. That means they're growing in there. It isn't a head knowledge. Well, yeah, I, I, I know that. Yeah, I know that too. Hello? Yeah. Religious people. You tell them something, they're like, yeah, I know that. Let me go over that again. Yeah, I already know that. Okay, you know it in your head, 
but you got no revelation of it. Hello? You can tell by their reaction to the word. You go, you go to a Christian with this? If they don't react, that's right, brother. That's right. That's the words of Jesus. And I've done it, and it works, and it's real, and it's alive. If they go, well, you know, see, see, I read Dr. So-and-so. I read his book. <laughs> and he said, you know, that isn't for us. He said that was for them at that time. And he gave several verses why he thinks it's for them and not for us. <laughs> and then I go right back to simple, simple land, right? If you abide in me and my words abide in you. That's me. I'm abiding in him and his words abiding in me. So whatever I ask, it shall be done. And we get happy about it. We don't get sad about it. We don't try and explain it away. We don't try and belittle the word of Jesus and make it smaller. No, we make it bigger, which is what we're doing in this whole series, aren't we? We're making the words of Jesus bigger. And until we put these words as bigger then other words, come on, it won't work. Doctor so-and-so. I'm talking doctor of theology, you know. So, you know, doctor is a big word. I read doctor so-and-so. He has four degrees in theology and he studied the Greek and the Hebrew for 65 years. So I listen to what he says. Jesus said it simple. <laughs> and Jesus made it plain. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you're going to have whatever you ask. Yeah. And we say yes and amen to that. Amen. <laughs> you see the power yeah. that we have as a believer that is so missing in the church. Come on. That's why they went to the woman. To find someone who believed that. It's like the, it's like the story I told the, 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 the guy in Texas and he was going to a revival meeting uh, that, a, that a preacher was there having a revival meeting in the tent, you know, tent revivals. They still have them today, but they were big, you know, back then. And and he came to, the, came to the preacher and he said, do you believe Matthew 18, 19, that if two agree as touching anything, it shall be done for them? And the preacher says, yeah, I believe Matthew 18, 19. You betcha I do. I believe it. I absolutely, I absolutely believe it. Follow my heart. I believe the words of Jesus, what he said right there. I believe it. And he said, well, I want you to agree with me that my family gets saved in these meetings. He said, absolutely. I agree with you completely. And they prayed and agreed. And his whole family got saved in the meetings. And he said, oh, he said, he told the preacher, he said, I haven't been able to find anybody that actually believes that verse. That's why they went to the woman in the small town who actually believed the word of God and didn't just go to church and put in their hour and call themselves good when they, weren't even, they didn't even know 
If they knew this verse, they didn't believe it. Come on now. We can understand it, we can know it, and then we can do it. That's where we want to be, amen? Glory. See, our mouth has to be filled with God's word. Right? When you're praying, powerful prayer is filled with God's word. If you just play in general stuff, probably not, probably not, probably not, probably not going to work. Hello? Because you're asking a miss and you don't know what he even said about the situation. For example, a financial need you got in your life, you can quote the word like crazy to him, right? You go to God with the word. You ask according to the word. And you don't go to him with, oh, some general mumbo jumbo stuff. You go to him with the word. Father, you said you'd supply all my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You said, Father, the tither, the blessing of God would be poured out upon me that I wouldn't have room enough to receive. You said you'd reap the devour for my sake. You said, you said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You said, no good thing you withhold from them that walk uprightly. You said it, Father. You said those words. I know that's your word. I believe it in my heart. I have those words in my heart. I believe them absolutely. And I have this need in my life right now. So I'm calling that need met. And I'm asking you to supply it. I don't, I don't need to know how you supply it, but I'm asking you to supply it. And I know you'll do it. Because it's your word. And I just quoted your word to you. And your word will not return void. Another scripture. Your word will not return void. It will accomplish the thing where you, to you sent it. And I'm believing right now, Father, that need is met in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I believe, I receive, amen. And it shall be done for you. Come on. Because you're in him. His words are in you. And they're, ab- they're living in you, abiding in you. And you've got them coming out of your mouth. You've got his word coming out of your mouth. You're filled up with his word. And God, I tell you what, when you speak God's word out of your mouth, from your heart, he is attentive. And he, just as Jesus, when he, when he saw faith, he recognizes faith. Oh, someone is actually believing my word. <laughs> Let's answer that. Let's answer that because someone is, has faith in my words and they believe me and they said amen and they actually believe it's done. So I have to meet it. Oh man, I tell you, I'm getting some stuff today. So I have to meet it. God says, I have to meet that need. He has no choice. According to his word. Because he said, I've exalted my word above my name. If we follow what he said, he has no choice but to do it. People say, you can't, you can't command. That's one of the comments we had on you. You can't command God around. You don't command God around. You do what he said to do. And he says, meet that need right now. Because they actually have faith in their heart and they believe my word. And they believed it. He knows what we believe in. 
He knows when we're a hoping and a wishing. And he knows when we believe. It's like, my, again, my mentor. He's, he's preaching on the road. He asked the Lord for so much money to meet his budget. You know, people have budgets, right? We have budgets. You should have a budget. <laughs> and when you have a budget, you can say, Father, we need this much to meet our budget. He asked the Lord. According to the word of God, you'll meet all my needs. This is my need. This is what we need. And he asked the Lord. He goes to the meeting. He has to pay the bills the next day. They give him the offering. And he says, is that it? Is that all? Yep, that's it. Does he, does he start doubting God at this point? No, not at all. Does he start, well, I guess it didn't work. I tried that. You know, a lot of Christians say that. I tried that. You try it, it doesn't work. There's no trying with God. You don't try this, you do it. And you actually believe it's done. And that's what he did. That's how, that's how he lived. And, and he believed it's done. He believed the need was met. Not what he needed, right? Continued in faith, knowing it's done. Got in his car. The Lord said, check your pocket. Yes, your pocket. He pulled out the envelope that someone had given him at the meeting that he had just, oh, thank you. you know. Exactly what he needed to pay the bills the next day. Come on now. This works because it's the words of Jesus. Jesus never lied. Jesus didn't trick us. Come on, a lot of people think Jesus tricked them. Well, I tried it. It didn't work. No, no, it works. When it's from faith, from the heart. Just as salvation works, right? We believe in our heart, confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, we are saved. That works. Every single time it's done properly. Do a lot of people play church? Do a lot of people play Christianity? Absolutely. But when someone believes in their heart on Jesus and confesses him with their mouth, they are saved and it works. And I can attest to that very strongly because at 19, I did that and oh boy, did I change on the inside. On the outside, the car knew it and car knew I was changed, right? That's faith. When faith is in operation and faith is actually done according to the word of God, when faith is in operation, it is done. And I did become a new creation in Christ. And my actions changed overnight. Overnight. Well, really it was that day because it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. When I prayed and made Jesus the Lord of my life, come on. And a guy on TV, and I'm like, I believe it. I confess. I, 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 Jesus, my Lord, I believe all of it. I believe it all. I believe it. Woo! Amen. And I got up. I'm different. I am different. Well, it works. Faith actually works when it's done as it's supposed to be done. Glory. I was trying to finish. We're still trying. I'm gonna, I, I highly suggest you listen to this again. 
I got to find some of the quotes I said. I, 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 some of the things I said, I was like, whoa, what did I just say that? Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Now that word corrupt means rotten, worthless words. Are we supposed to speak rotten, worthless words? <laughs> no, no. And we go back to idle. Remember that? Idle words? Jesus said, don't say any idle word. And that meant uh, uh, unemployed, unemployed words, inactive words. He said, don't you, you'll be accountable for every idle word you speak. That goes right with this. Worthless, rotten words. Come on now. What we want to speak as disciples, because I got 12 disciples here. Is words that edify. Yeah. Come on. Words that are alive. Words that build up. Words that are full of truth. Come on. Come on. Words from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen? Amen. That's what we want to speak as disciples. Amen? Amen. It doesn't need to be fancy. Don't think, well, I got to speak fancy words. No, that's when you get all, all the, the doctors of theology. They like to do that, right? And you go to, you go, I've been there. I've been in churches that I'm like, I can't understand what he's saying. Because <laughs> it's too deep. It's too much theological jargon. I'm like, well, I didn't get anything today. I didn't know what he's talking about. But, you know, <laughs> come on. It, see, uh, it's the, old, it's the old acronym, KISS, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Oh, sorry, it's current, sorry. But it works, it's true. Keep it simple, stupid. Because if I, if I, don't, if I don't keep it simple, how are you gonna get it? How am I gonna get it? How's anybody gonna get it? It doesn't have to be fancy. All it needs to be is the right words. Amen. What if it's... Well, Karen, she said, if I don't get to get my word today, she, I didn't know, I, well, she didn't get her word. <laughs> she said, I got two words. I said, oh, you got two words this, remember last week, it was two weeks ago, she said, I had two words, she had three words, pray without ceasing. I said, wait, that's three words. She's, <laughs> she said, my two words are rejoice always. Words of life. Words that edify, the perfect words she had from the Lord. I just gave them to you, so now you got those two. Amen. Rejoice always. Words of life, words of truth. Hello? Words from the Holy Spirit. For this time, right? After worship, we were having words from the Holy Spirit all the place. I got I to go listen. Come on now. We're, we're, we're seeking to get the perfect words out. Doesn't have to be fancy at all. It wasn't fancy this morning, was it? We had people running, dancing, and shouting. It doesn't have to be fancy. It has to be the right thing at the right time. And that goes with the dance, right? If it's right to dance, you dance. If it's right to shout, you shout. If it's right, come on. If it's right, it's right. You do it at the right time. You do it when the Lord says to do it. I told you the story before. I just I can't stop. I was at Faith Center, and I don't know what year it was, but I remember 
I was, we just did it here a while back where the Lord said, you're going to bow to me today. Remember that? And a lot of us were up here on our knees before God. And I remember being in that service and I remember praising God. On, I was on the front row, you know, by my pastor and I was praising God and Karin was there and the team, the big worship team had the, I don't know why I wasn't on that day. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just wasn't on schedule that day. Because I was on the trombone. But the trumpet was up there. The saxophone was up there. The guitars, the every, you know, booming, booming, big. And we're worshiping God. And I see myself. I see myself getting on my knees before the Lord right there. I see myself. I see it. Jesus saw. A lot of things he saw and then he did. He said, I do what I see my father do. I saw myself getting on my knees before the Lord. And I kept praising God like this. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I saw myself getting on my knees. Guess what I did? Did not get on my knees. You do the right thing at the right time when the Lord says to do it. If he says speak this, you speak. If he says get on your knees, you get on your knees. If it's time to praise, you praise. If it's time to worship, you worship. If it's time to shout, you shout. If it's time to dance, you dance. If it's time to run, you run. Come on now. Hello? Amen. See, we can be obedient and we can be disobedient. Yeah. Come on now. And I repented. Amen. But I've said before when I told the story, I've said what was supposed to happen that didn't happen. Oh, oh, and I'm pretty sure, Karen can verify it. I'm pretty sure she got the same picture in her head of her on her knees. Hello? We both got a picture from the Lord to get on our knees that we didn't do it. See, the right thing at the right time, the perfect words. And the Holy Spirit will guide us to the perfect words, whether we're at home. Come on. Pause. Come on. Whether you're at work, pause. Jesus paused. Can you pause? Or do you have to open up right away? No, you don't have to open up. Get the perfect words. Come on now. Perfect words of church. Amen. You're back there talking to someone. They ask you a question. They say something negative. <laughs> Lord, what should I say to this? Hello? Or do you got to blur out something? <laughs> Chatterbox, right? No, you don't have to, do you? I don't have to. Come on, we can have the perfect words. At the store, down at Sid's, at the barn. They see a lot of people at the barn. They talk to a lot of people at the barn. They invite a lot of people to church at the barn. Come on, you can find the perfect words. You're down here at, what's that restaurant down there now? They changed it. It was Dugger's or something. Drop Anchor. I can never remember the name of it now. You're down there at Drop Anchor or Benson's? 
Or 42nd Street, is that one? Is that the, right, the yellow one? Did I say it right? <laughs> You're down there. And the waitress says something. And you wait to get the perfect words. Oh, come on now. And you change your life. Because you had the perfect words from the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus had the perfect words when he came up from the ground. You get this? Yes. You believe it? Yes. You're going to do it. Yes. Come on. We don't need to rush our words. We can find the perfect words. Amen. Find out what the Lord wants to say through these lips. Come on. And then, come on, we're going to do great things for God. Come on. Did Jesus do some great things for God? Yes. Come on. How did he do it? Yes, he had the power, but he also had the right words. Do we have the power? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we powerful. And a lot of times I don't think we know how powerful we are as believers. Power to do good, yeah. not evil. We got power to do good. And part of that is speaking what the Lord says so we can produce life and change lives forever. Forever. You say the right words to somebody and they get saved and they're with you for eternity because you said the perfect words that they needed right then. Hallelujah. I believe it. We're going to do it. Amen? Y'all in? Wow. Wow. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Wow, I got to listen to that again. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Here's some words that can change your life. If I get Romans 3.23 up there. Is Jesus your Lord? Come on. Those words can change your life. A question that needs to be asked to every person in the world a question that needs to be answered by every person in the world. And of course, we know these words are filled with power. You can never go wrong putting these words in your mouth. Come on. All of sin falls short of the glory of God. The wage of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the price in full. He was the perfect spotless lamb of God. He had no sin. He had never sinned. And he's the only one that could pay the price. Come on, to bring us into eternity. You know, we were talking the other day. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I mentioned in church. Adam didn't have to sin. Jesus didn't have to sin. Adam did. And created what we see today on this earth. A mess of chaos. Jesus did not. So you do not want to be found in Adam when you die. Come on, you want to be found in Christ. The perfect spot, that's, that's why we become the righteousness of God in Christ, because he is perfect. Never sinned, never did anything wrong, paid the price for us completely, paid the price that we were meant to, uh, meant to pay, right? We all deserve the cross, we all deserve death, we all deserved hell. But through Jesus, come on, through Jesus, 
If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, come on, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is truth. That is life. And if we do it from our heart, we are saved. We are saved. And we are new creations. And it is done. As we just read. It will be done. It's done. I mean, it's done. Christians, we are not working for salvation. We are saved. And do we need to increase in knowledge of all these things and grow in these and do them and understand them more and have more revelation of them? Absolutely. But we are saved. And it is done. Hallelujah. So if that's you today, whether you're here, you're online, Jesus is not your Lord. You've played church, you've played Christianity, you've played in spiritual things. You know, a lot of times people play in spiritual things. Casey would attest to it. He's not here today, but he, he would attest to it. He played in a lot of spiritual things. And then he found out Jesus is the answer. And he gave his heart to Jesus. And he got born again. Come on now. No, playing in spiritual things is not going to cut it. Amen. Believing in Jesus, believing he's alive, confessing with your mouth. For with the heart, come on, one believes and with the mouth. That's the next verse, 10, 10. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You got to have the belief. Then you got to have the mouth work and do what it's supposed to do. We just talked about today and bring the power. Bring the power on the scene. And the power comes on the scene and we become new creations when we do that from our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If that's you today and you've never made Jesus your Lord, you want to confess him as Lord today. You want to come out of the kingdom of darkness, come into the kingdom of God and become a child of God and give yourself completely to him. 100% give yourself to God and die today. As Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. And the life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you want to be in that camp, you want to be dead today to your old life, to your old self, pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my savior. Jesus, you're my master forever. I am yours. I believe you're alive and seated at the right hand of God right now. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways and I will walk in them and I will do them and I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I have the music. <laughs> we got no music. It's okay. We don't always have music, do we? It's just kind of nice. It's not about the music. 
but it's nice. But it's nice. But it's nice. It's soothing, right? I know, I know one mister once, I, I was in a meeting and he said, uh, he said, uh, I'm gonna have this type of music, this right here, running the whole time I preach. He said, it helps me preach better. I said, well, I never heard that, but okay, praise the Lord. It was great service. But the whole time, he preached. Something like this was running the whole entire service. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why not? It helps you flow with the Holy Ghost. I'm all in. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Let's pray and give him glory. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your word that we can learn what you, how you want us to really live this life and how you want us to operate as Christians. And Father, we saw some things today and we've taken them into our hearts and we're going to be doers. Not just hearers, but we're asking you for the perfect words. We're asking you to show us this further, to reveal it to us further. And as we go through our week, we'll get more revelation of the words we're speaking and what we're saying out of our mouth. And you'll stop us when we say things we shouldn't say. And you'll arrest us and say, oh, not that. And then you'll also give us the perfect words at the store, at our homes, wherever we go, Father. We're asking for those perfect words. Reveal them to us. And we're looking forward to hearing it. We're looking forward to speaking them and looking forward to lives being changed for your glory. Hallelujah. We turn back as we always do, Father, and give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to our God forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.